Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there listeners, thanks so much for joining us today and it's time for another Quiz of Ice and Fire. I'm your host, Yoke Boy. And I'm Lady Guinevere and we are Radio Westeros. Today we're bringing you a new trivia quiz. This bonus feature was unlocked by our generous patrons and thanks to them there's no patron charge for these quiz episodes. Yeah, and so thanks to all our patrons for their ongoing support. Thank you so much, guys. And today we're happy to welcome, as our very special guest, Chloe from Girls Gone Canon podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, and you can catch Chloe with her podcast partner, Aliana, on their wonderful Girls Gone Canon podcast. And she's at Lies and Arbor on Twitter. And not only that, she's also marketing director for the Ice and Fire Con that Lady Gwyn went to earlier in the year. So that's quite a lot, Chloe. Yeah, I always laugh. I'm like, oh no, don't get me on your podcast because you'll have to Daenerys the titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. I'm happy to talk to you again. Met you at Ice and Fire Con this past spring and looking forward to seeing you there again next year uh, but it's nice to have you here with us on radio westeros so we're looking forward to this this is our first uh plunge into the character pool in the trivia world uh it's a pretty deep pool so we might be swimming around here for a little while yes we might and as in our previous quiz episodes we'll vary from major to minor characters but all of the answers can be found in the main series of books. So get ready to pit your wits against us and see how many you can score. And remember, we do enjoy you guys all shouting out your scores to us across our various social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, etc. So on, do let us know. And so now let's get started. Over to you, Chloe. Question one. Which savage commander, with a ferocious appetite for slaughter and no taste for peace, is the commander of mercenary company, the Company of the Cat? Yeah, the Company of the Cat. Can you recall those eastern storylines in A Dance with Dragons? We want to know the commander of this mercenary company. And on to question two. Which character, who thinks rather a lot of himself comes to be known as Karl Raymar, which translates from Dothraki as the Sawfoot King. 
Okay, so we're looking for the name of the character known as Kal Raymar. And on to question three. Which old man, held captive by Sir Gregor Clegane near the God's Eye, inherits a moniker from the other prisoners due to his vocal support for the king? The name is Triple Barreled, and the character dies after his interrogation and is hung outside for the wolves. Yeah, so we're looking for an old man held captive by the ferocious Gregor Gaines name who's hung outside for the wolves. In question four, which character is a squire for King Robert Baratheon during In a Game of Thrones? He's said to be around Sansa's age with long golden curls, but goes missing during the bread riots. Presumed dead by some characters, this hasn't stopped the fandom from theorizing about him still being alive. Okay, so which golden-haired squire goes missing during those bread riots? And on to question number five. Which dark-skinned and beautiful young summer islander is employed as a sex worker in her mother's establishment? Rich from his winnings at the Hans Tourney, Angai sleeps with this character, as well as with Jade and Dancy, to celebrate. Okay, so looking for the name of that young worker in that particular establishment in King's Landing. On to question six. Which character is the clan leader of the Black Ears, who are Vale Mountain clansmen, they're known for the trophies they take from fallen foes. This is where they get their name. And this particular character has 46 ears on display. So we are looking for the name of a mountain clansman from the Vale, the leader of the Black Ears. Question seven. This character is an orphan of the Green's blood, meaning one who is descended from Nemeria but refuses to assimilate into Dornish culture, instead favoring the river life reminiscent of the Roinar. His mother was Aryan's wet nurse, meaning he was also the princess's milk brother. This bond endured, and so he plays a prominent role in Aryan's story. Yes, so we're wanting to know the name of this orphan of the Green's blood who plays a role in Aryan's story there. And on to question number eight. Which character was the third suitor to the teenage Brienne of Tarth? He was a 65-year-old man to Brienne's 16. On the day of their betrothal, he ordered that she dress more like a woman. He left with a broken collarbone and two smashed ribs, which... Unsurprisingly, ended the betrothal. Okay, the name of Brienne's third suitor there. Can you remember it? On to question nine. Which character killed by Raph the Sweetling was an orphan boy recruited by Euron for the Night's Watch in King's Landing? He said to talk a lot during meals and to laugh like a donkey. We're looking for which Night's Watch recruit, young lad, was killed by Raph the Sweetling. Question 10. Which knight of House Riswell was slain at the Tower of Joy whilst fighting alongside Eddard Stark? Yeah, once again, the knights of House Riswell 
Who died at the Tower of Joy? Can you recall his name? And question number 11. House Kettleblack provides us with three hooked-nosed brothers whose names all begin with O. Can you tell us which Kettleblack became a member of the Kingsguard? Okay, which Kettleblack was in the Kingsguard? They all begin with O. Oh my goodness, I always get them confused. So, good luck. Tell us which one was in the Kingsguard. Question 12. Which Summer Islander is captain of the ship, the Cinnamon Wind, which takes Samuel Tarley to Old Town? The captain has a daughter named Koja, but we're looking for his name. We're looking for the name of Koja's dad, a captain of the Cinnamon Wind. In question 13, which knight who fought in the War of the Nine Penny Kings is related to Tywin Lannister and soon finds himself elevated to Lord Regent and Protector of the Realm? Yes, so which of Tywin's relatives finds himself as the Lord Regent and Protector of the Realm of the Seven Kingdoms? He's quite a big character, so you might well get this one, I think. And on to question number 14. Which lesser seen member of the Night's Watch has a surname suggesting he's a bastard from the Reach? Although he's seldom seen, when Jon Snow wants Janoslyn escorted from Castle Black, he calls on this character. So, can you remember the name of the Night's Watchman who escorted Jano Slint from Castle Black? We've pretty much given you half. Uh, you just have to provide his first name. On to question 15. Which legendary king beyond the wall was called the coward by the Lord of Winterfell and so infiltrated the castle and took his daughter, leaving behind a blue winter rose? Yeah, so can you tell us that legendary King Beyond the Wall? And that's it. That's the 15 questions we've asked. Please stick around for the answers after this. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, thank you so much for joining us. We are back. 
with the answers to quiz 12 on characters. Question one was about the leader, the commander of a mercenary company called the Company of the Cat. And the answer was Bloodbeard. Yes, Bloodbeard. How many of you got that one? Bloodbeard is a fearsome leader who gained his reputation in the War of the Nine Penny Kings, as recalled by Barristan Selmy in this council to Daenerys. If it please your grace, we want no part of him. Your grace is too young to remember the Nine Penny Kings, but this Bloodbeard is cut from the same savage cloth. There is no honour in him, only hunger. For gold, for glory, for blood. Okay, and on to the answer for question number two, which you'll remember is about a character who thought rather a lot of himself and came to be known as Karl Raymar, the Sawfoot King. And the answer is, from his journey in Essos, Viserys Targaryen. Yeah, the Dothraki are a culture of riders, and so having Viserys walk and then ride on a cart was an insult given as punishment for his erratic behavior during their journey to Vase Dothrak. Here's a quote. Danny followed on her silver, escorted by Sir Jorah Mormont and her brother Viserys, mounted once more. After the day in the grass, when she had left him to walk back to the Kalasar, the Dothraki had laughingly called him Kalre Mar, the Sorefoot King. Caldrogo had offered him a place in a cart the next day, and Viserys had accepted. In his stubborn ignorance, he had not even known he was being mocked. The carts were for eunuchs, cripples, women giving birth, the very young and the very old. So, there's Viserys being typical Viserys there. <laughs> Question three, remember, had to do with the old man who is a captive of Sir Gregor uh, in that hut near the God's Eye who was given a particular nickname by the other prisoners because of his vocal support for the king. This is a three-part name, and the poor man was killed right after his interrogation when he declared that he was all for Joffrey. And there's a quote from that. A smiley old man mended their clothing and babbled about his son, off serving in the gold cloaks at King's Landing. A king's man, he is, he would say. A good king's man like me, all for Joffrey. He said it so often, the other captives began to call him all for Joffrey whenever the guards weren't listening. All for Joffrey was picked on the fifth day. In question four, we asked about a character that was a squire for King Robert Baratheon that went missing during the bread riots. He is presumed dead, and this is actually something that's theorized about throughout the fandom constantly of who took him or if he's still alive. And the answer to that is Tyrek Lannister. Yeah, so Tyrek is Tyjit Lannister and Darlessa Marbrand's son. And in A Feast for Crows, Jamie Lannister finds himself theorising about Tyrek's disappearance, adding fuel to the ideas of fans. Jamie finds himself wondering. Tyrek had served King Robert as a squire, side by side with Lancel. Knowledge could be more valuable than gold, more deadly than a dagger. It was Varys he thought of then, smiling and smelling of lavender. The eunuch had agents and informers all over the city. 
it would have been a simple matter for him to arrange to have Tyrex snatched during the confusion. Whether Jamie is correct here could be revealed in The Winds of Winter. And on to question number five. This was about the dark-skinned and beautiful young summer islander who is employed as a sex worker in her mother's establishment in King's Landing. She's visited at one stage by Angai. And the answer is Alayaya. In A Clash for Kings, Tyrion uses Alayaya as cover for his nocturnal visits to Shay. And then just before the Blackwater, Cersei has her seized to spite Tyrion, suspecting that she is Tyrion's secret lover. She's later freed by Tywin, only to be publicly whipped and humiliated. Ugh, I know. Poor Yaya, I think is what Tyrion calls her. Anyways, question six had to do with the clan leader of the Black Ears, who are known and named for the trophies they take from their fallen foes, and is noted to have 46 ears hanging round her neck. This answer is Chella. Uh, Chella is a small woman, and she's also described as flat like a boy. Tyrion entrusts her with guarding of his lover, Shay. She also takes ears during the Battle of the Green Fork. Question seven was a question about Ariane's milk brother, an orphan of the Green's blood, uh, descending from Nymeria, but not assimilating into Dornish culture. He is a pretty prominent role in Ariane's story in A Feast for Crows, and I'm guessing will go on to appear in The Winds of Winter at some point. And the answer to that is Garen. Yeah, Garen, he played a role in Arian's Queenmaker plot, the attempt to crown Marcella. The plan is thwarted because someone always tells, and Ario Hotar takes Aris Okart's head off with his axe. Garen is found guilty of treason and sent to Tyrosh as punishment. It's currently unknown if Garen was the one to leak the Queenmaker plan, which is one of the Dornish mysteries we look forward to being resolved. And on to question number eight. This was about the character that's the third suitor to Brienne of Tarth. If you remember, we said he was a 65-year-old man to Brienne's 16, and after insulting her attire, he left with a broken collarbone and two smashed ribs. Can you name this obscure character? The answer is Humphrey Wagstaff. Yeah, and poor old Humphrey Wagstaff found out the hard way that Brienne does not like to compromise and was unlikely to meekly acquiesce to his demands that she behave more like a proper woman. Here's the quote. Humphrey Wagstaff was his name, a proud old man of five and sixty, with a nose like a hawk and a spotted head. The day they were betrothed, he warned Brienne that he would expect her to be a proper woman once they'd wed. I will not have my lady wife cavorting around in man's mail. On this you shall obey me, lest I be forced to chastise you. 
She was sixteen and no stranger to a sword, but still shy despite her prowess in the yard. Yet somehow she found the courage to tell Sir Humphrey that she would accept chastisement only from a man who could outfight her. The old knight purpled, but agreed to don his own armor to teach her a woman's proper place. They fought with blunted tourney weapons, so Brienne's mace had no spikes. She broke Sir Humphrey's collarbone, two ribs, and their betrothal. He was her third prospective husband, and her last. Her father did not insist again. <laughs> that is the best. We had to read the whole passage. It's just... Um... Too good. It was just too good to to leave that behind. Too good, Brienne. She showed him. Question nine. We asked the name of the character who was an orphan boy recruited by Yorin for the Night's Watch in King's Landing, who was ultimately killed by Raph the Sweetling. And the answer was Lamy Greenhands. Lamy was said to have mottled green arms, hence the name. He was wounded by a spear through his calf, and he was struggling to walk, a fact that his captors, Gregor Clegane's men, don't really take too kindly to. Raph the Sweetling shoves a spear through his throat to kill him. Question 10. Which knight of House Riswell was slain at the Tower of Joy, supporting Eddard Stark? And that answer is, of course, Mark Riswell. Yeah, Mark Riswell. And here's a quote from Ned's fever dream about the Tower of Joy. In the dream, his friends rode with him, as they had in life. Proud Martin Cassell, Jory's father, faithful Theo Wool, Ethan Glover, who had been Brandon's squire, Sir Mark Riswell, soft of speech and gentle of heart, the Cranagman, Howland Reed, Lord Dustin, on his great red stallion. Okay, so that one was Mark Riswell, and on to question... Number 11, where we asked about the Kettle Blacks. And which Kettle Black, beginning with O, signs up as a member of the King's Guard? How many of you were confused by those Kettle Blacks? The answer is Osmond. Uh, Cersei arranged for Osmond to ascend into the King's Guard after Boris Blount was stripped of his white cloak for cowardice. He is later thrown into a dungeon by Kevin Lannister after Cersei claims she slept with all the Kettle Black brothers, although the reader knows differently. And for question 12, we wanted the name of the Summer Islander who's the captain of the Cinnamon Wind, which takes Samuel Tarly to Old Town. The answer is Kuhuru Mo. Yeah, we actually meet Kuhuru at the docks of Karth. He sees Daenerys' dragons. And the quote there was, When they entered, she was seated on a mound of cushions, her dragons all about her. The man he brought with him wore a cloak of green and yellow feathers and had skin as black as polished jet. Your grace, Jorah said, I bring you Kahoro Mo, captain of the cinnamon wind out of the tall tree's town. The black man knelt. I am greatly honored, my queen, he said, not in the tongues of the summer isles, which Danny did not know, but in the liquid valyrian of the nine free cities. Question 13 was about which knight who was someone who fought in the War of the Nine Penny Kings related to Tywin Lannister, who is now Lord Regent and Protector of the Realm. Well, maybe, <laughs> as we know from the epilogue. The answer is Kevin Lannister. Yes, Kevin Lannister. 
Here's the first quote we have of Kevin. Sir Kevin Lannister, his father's only surviving brother, was sharing a flagon of ale with Lord Tywin when Tyrion entered the common room. His uncle was portly and balding, with a close-cropped yellow beard that followed the line of his massive jaw. Okay, so a description there. Kevin the answer. And on to question number 14. This was about a lesser-seen member of the Night's Watch who has a surname suggesting he's a bastard from the Reach. Read Flowers. And we asked... What was his first name then? And if you recall, when Jon Snow wants Janoslin escorted from Castle Black, he calls on this character. This is a really, really tough one, and I'm going to be very impressed with anyone that gets it. The answer is Rusty Flowers. Yeah, okay. Rusty Flowers was probably the toughest question of the day. How many of you actually remembered Rusty Flowers from his single mention in A Dance with Dragons? There was Janos refusing to take up his duties as commander of Greyguard, which led to his escort out of the castle by Rusty Flowers and eventual execution. And question 15, our final question, was about the legendary king beyond the wall, who was called a coward by the Lord of Winterfell and, as a form of revenge, infiltrated the castle and stole the Lord's daughter, leaving behind, in her place, a blue winter rose. And the answer is Bale the Bard. Yeah, the legend of Bale the Bard is an excellent part of Northern lore, really intriguing story. And for a full and complete analysis, please would you check out our Northern Legends episode, which is episode 34, if you haven't already. I think you might like it. Okay, so there's your questions. Remember to shout out your scores to us wherever you are on social media. We do love seeing them. and um, We really hope that you enjoyed today. And we're going to lead out by having a quick chat with our very special guest, Chloe. So why don't we uh, take a minute to tell us about your podcast, Chloe? Absolutely. Uh, I've been working really diligently with Eliana, who is also on Maester Monthly, the uh, podcast that kind of stemmed from Reddit. So they're great. They're on YouTube. Check them out. But Eliana and I have been doing a podcast now for, I think, we just turned 16 uh, at time of recording. We just turned to our 16th episode. So we're, thank you. We can drive now in the U.S., <laughs> uh, legally. So that's fun. But we are doing a point of view by point of view podcast. So we're reading certain point of views from their very first chapter in the story to their very last. Uh, we stitch together in between with kind of lightning rounds of what you missed from chapters before to get you right into the book. But we find it really helps you isolate character, character emotions, characterizations, uh, just really get to do some character analysis. So it is a fun time. It's really fun. We are called Girls Gone Canon. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, all the fun stuff. And of course, on Twitter, we're active on Twitter. We have a lot of fun there, which I know you guys are very active as well. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We interact with uh, a lot of the other kind of writers and producers of content in the fandom. So Check, check us out on Twitter and check out Girls Gone Canon. And definitely try out their podcast. 
a new one for you to listen to, guys, if you haven't heard of it before. Yeah, of course, Chloe is also the Mistress of Whispers for Ice and Fire Con, which, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, we is where we met last spring. And we will be there together again next year. Uh, go to their website at iceandfirecon.com, where tickets are now on sale to purchase your tickets and find out more. Uh, and if you are buying tickets, remember to use the code RADIO at checkout to get $5 off your weekend pass. Chloe, it's been a magnificent time with you. Thanks so much for joining us for this quiz. You're a great presenter. And we do hope people check out your podcast, Girls Gone Canon. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. Uh, we will be back soon with one of our regular episodes. Until then... Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.